Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a this is Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest. You know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com. You know the credits, maybe. Mike Rickberg composed and sang that intro song with his girlfriend, Sarah Cohen. And Patrick Brady's going to fix this audio. Bless him. And Vilmos works on my website. And Vilmos, you should check uh, the links on that because he is available to do your website, it turns out. He's hanging up a shingle. He's doing it. So go check him out. It is a great month. The sponsor this month <laughs> is my sister. My sister, Darlication, who pronounces her name in a way that many people want to pronounce my name, which is with Cashian or Kashian or she ethnics it up. I don't know why. Our dad always said Cation. But much like Stephen Colbert, she gets to do whatever she wants. So it's a great episode. Um feel free to know about the things in my life, which of course are, this will make an excellent Horcrux DVD and CD available April 1st, available right now for $5 download on allthingsrecords.com through the allthingscomedy.com podcast network of which I am part of and I love those guys. You should go over there and check them out. And on jackiecation.com, there's t-shirts and CDs and all kinds of stuff. I'm going to be everywhere. I'm going all over the place. Hong Kong. Uh, Austin, Texas, Chicago this summer, very glamorous, or this fall, or something like that. Anyway, go to JackieCation.com for full details of absolutely everything else. Let's get into it. At RBC Wealth Management, social responsibility starts at the top. As a part of the Royal Bank of Canada, RBC has been recognized among the world's financial, social, and environmental corporate leaders. Our sense of responsibility extends to our reputation for putting clients' interests first. My personal commitment is to help you achieve your financial goals by also considering sustainable and responsible investing strategies. To learn more, visit www.darlacashian.com. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC. Member NYSE FINRA SIPC. Hello and welcome to the Dork Forest. It's Jackie Cation sitting here with Emily V. Gordon. Hello. That's right. Is that what your Twitter handle is? Emily uh, V. No, Gordon? I did not get on board early enough to get that. So my Twitter handle is the Dynamite. <laughs> which if I thought about Spelled it. Spelled G-Y-N, if I remember G-Y-N. correctly. G-Y-N. So a lot of people think it's like Gynomite, which yeah. it could be. You own it. You're willing. I mean, you- I couldn't even get Dynamite. I had to get the Dynamite. This was years ago. <laughs> It's a kind of a bummer, but it's, you're supposed to scream it like Jimmy Walker. That's how you're supposed to. Oh, Gino Mike. Yeah. Gino right. Mike. Excellent. Yeah. Have you ever met Jimmy Walker? Never met Jimmy Walker. You're a fascinating guy. Ooh, I've heard... Uh, but not funny. Sadly. <laughs> uh, Jackass alert. Jackie does he Cation just. He's funny? He does stand up comedy. Oh, I see. I know what you're Off stage. To. Very funny. Isn't Very that weird? interesting. Yeah. He should have a podcast because I think podcasts are perfect for people. Of that, yeah, of yes. that ilk. Yes, he should definitely have a Jimmy, Jimmy. We worked together in Atlantic City probably four years ago. I ate it for a lot. It was probably the worst shows I've ever had, <laughs> and um, you were one of the reasons. Uh, no, mm-hmm. anyway, uh, <laughs> you weren't helping matters. <laughs> you did not aid in my journey, but your your stories were fascinating. And anyway, Gino might tell this. Uh, there we go. So. 
but it is emilyvgordon.tumblr.com. That is my, yeah. Where you speak to real issues. Yeah, I do. I was a therapist for many years, uh, and mental health is like a huge passion of mine. Uh, and you're so, four? Uh, I'm for mental health. Excellent. I tend to Just be for. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. You know, sometimes, and that means different things for different people. What I'm not for is happiness. Okay. Or mental health. Excellent. Whatever Excellent. that means. And right. that means a, a, a cadre of ups and downs in your life. There's a spectrum. We should be feeling those feelings. We should be feeling all the emotions and not I'm just a huge fan of feeling my oh. feelings. I'm not a huge fan of actually feeling my feelings, but I'm a huge fan, fan of allowing feelings to be, I realizing that it's the only way to really have good feelings is to have bad feelings. It's true. What mm-hmm. do you do with your bad feelings? Do you make them, do you squash them? You ignore them? No, no. Some, well, sometimes. I mean, like I, I seem to be, uh, I am a, a lady in my, my, my middle forties. Mm-hmm. Uh, congratulations. Uh, no, I was going to already. Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I am not dead and the aging process continues. Uh, and even late middle forties, but whatever it is, I'm not really, I don't know that I'm having menopause. Mm-hmm. I've looked it up. Uh, but I seem to be having emotional issues that might be related to me- menopause. Um, Hormones are such a crazy... I seem to still be fertile. That would be a horrifying idea if we were to have a little baby waffle ashcraft or something. Ter- yeah, Andy is always looking for the most interesting name ever. I said, you can continue to make that joke if only you do it well into my 60s. Waffle ashcraft is what well, you... He's always coming up with a new one. He said the other day it was Seamus. Mm. And I said, Seamus is a real name that people name their kids. And Irish he said, people. Yeah, and yeah. he is of Irish ancestry. He is a Foley. It's also a good Metroid reference. So it's like, yeah, cover a couple bases there. Sure. Yeah. I don't know why we've digressed into my world, but you have a <laughs> mental health uh, uh podcast that talks about mental health. Uh, no, uh, not I, podcast. Tumblr. Yeah. Tumblr. Uh, yeah. So that's basically, I just, uh, it's, it's funny stuff, but it's also like body image stuff. It's self-esteem stuff. It's uh, in- dealing with anger. And I answer questions from that people write me. Uh, which I, at this point, have a backlog of maybe 150. I try to get to as many as I can. I do Because you try to be thorough, right? You try, try to, to be, be thorough, sincere yeah. and thorough Although and thoughtful. One aspect of every answer I give is, you should probably see a therapist. <laughs> I, I read some of yeah. them, and almost every one of them was like, you realize I'm not actually your therapist. Yeah. That's a, a disclaimer <laughs> I give on the side, because I'm also, I've gotten a couple of the people who were like, hey, guess what? I'm going to kill myself. I'm like, anonymously saying that to me. That's not really cool. I, that isn't cool. Yeah, if you're struggling, that's fine. But like, I, I'm not, uh, by doing, answering the questions, I'm not like responsible for anyone's mental health, obviously. But I have had a lot of training. I've been doing this for a long time. So I'm here to kind of, uh, hopefully enlighten a little bit and yeah. vaguely entertain. And not, and not be sad when someone doesn't write to you anymore and you're like, gee, I wonder if they killed themselves. <laughs> hey, don't. It's a, it's sort of like, you know, because you also have a podcast called The Indoor Kids. I do. Where you talk about indoor things. I, a lot of indoor things, a lot of the things that kept myself indoors as a kid keep a lot of us indoors, even now. Uh, mostly video games, but we kind of do, we talk a lot well, about you, movies and TV. Yeah, you guys do a lot of, a lot more video games. People think The Dork Forest, you're going to talk exclusively about oh, video is that games. Right? Yeah. But I, uh, my video game playing is very, uh, minimal. Oh, I, really? Oh, I am, I, I think I did know this about you because I think we talked about having you on the podcast and you're like, I don't know how I, I could, but it would be talking about Facebook games, Zynga. You <laughs> oh, really you're wanna, a Zynga girl. Yeah. If okay. Not on purpose. And Andy is always like, you realize that those are the worst games. He makes video games for a living, right? right? And so he's like, it would be like me telling you that my favorite comedian was Jimmy Walker, since we've already <laughs> brought him up as someone that I don't particularly Just enjoy. Like, it's kind of a cheap, and I, it's absolutely, the people who make them, they put effort into them, they sell well, people right. use them, they have fun with them. But there is a sense of, um, you get less, in my opinion, you get less of a sense of accomplishment. They're more things to waste your time with. 
Whereas right. I like to think about games as like, I'm sitting down to do this on purpose. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I feel like a lot of those games, which I also play, I'll like look up and be like, an hour's gone by. Why am I, why like, am I still finding objects in hidden shadows? I don't think I'm ever going to solve the murder. What Zynga games do you play? I don't know much about Zynga games. Uh, games. well, and they're not all Zynga. I right. just, I lump them all together as sure. craptastic, uh, Facebook games, which also isn't true because what I, there are, I do enjoy a hidden object game. Okay. And there was one that I started out with. It was, it was a time travel one. This one's a murder one where it gets super creepy. The one called shit. There's one called criminal. I'm playing two <laughs> and I haven't been playing any of them because my desktop, I came back from Hong Kong and my computer had died a Which horrible death. Horrifying. Oh, it got died while you were gone. So yeah. not while you were there. Not while I was there. My yeah. laptop still works, but my laptop, I decided when I got the laptop that I was going to get a light small it's just a little acer it's one of those little <laughs> so little, it's like it barely does anything that you need except for that andrew solves and souped it up within oh, an nice. inch of its life beautiful so it is super fast yeah. but the screen is still tiny so i can't see any hidden objects in my screen because i have a tiny nine inch screen or whatever the hell it is and so <laughs> i cannot play the game that i wish to play so and when we're talking hidden objects it's like a screen and you literally are just like looking for I'm, hidden objects yeah i'm clicking there's a list of things underneath and they're like hey there's a dead body in the middle of it, but find the golf club. And that isn't even like the, that isn't even the murder weapon. So like a where's Waldo I'm feeling. Sort of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which yeah. I was obsessed with. Yeah. Forever. And I never. Okay. Yeah. Well, fair enough. Yeah. Now let us, so the indoor kids, it's mm. you and Kumail and yes. Jonah, right? Oh, no, no, not at all. Jonah just, oh. no, Jonah's not. Jonah's Meltdown. Yeah. Jonah's Meltdown. Which is your other big project <laughs> in, which is a stand-up show that is at Meltdown Comics. It is. A supporter of the show <laughs> and, uh, and, and great comic book store in Hollywood. It's a wonderful store. It's a wonderful store and it has a back room that, uh, that Chris Hardwick took over for, for many shows, the mm-hmm. Nerdist Theater. Yeah. And then the Meltdown show was its own show, yeah. I think, before. We were there before the theater uh, yeah. was there and, uh, we're just doing our own thing on Wednesday nights and then Chris came along, I think maybe like eight months later and was like, I want to take over. And so I ran the rest of the nights for like the first year that it was open. Right. Uh, and then it became, it's a very tough job to do. It's a, it's a full it's a time, job. it's its it own, is. it's its own thing. Yeah. And it I needs a like, small team, I think. And I feel like Chris didn't re, I didn't realize that. He didn't realize how popular it was going to be. Right. So he was like, it'll be cool. We'll just have shows a couple nights and like maybe people will Chris show Chris doesn't up. realize possibly that he pees gold. Right. <laughs> it's like everything. He's the nicest guy in the world that doesn't realize that everything he touches yeah. is monumentally popular yeah. and, He's not alone. I mean, there's no reason for it not to be, but there's sure. really no reason for it to be. Yeah, right? it's true. It, it, and it was a lovely idea, and like it just had a lot of fun heat at the beginning. And so it literally, I was the only employee for like a little while. Right. And then I was like, hey, I'm dying. This is going to do something. <laughs> <laughs> so we got other employees, which uh, helped tremendously. And now it's got like a team. I think there's a team of like maybe 25, 26 people that work there at any point right. time. Right. And at least four people full time. So. Uh, at least a couple people full time. Yep. And then. Um, the, just running our show, which is a Wednesday night show, I was the only employee and now we have four interns, like three interns and one house manager who's amazing, one tech guy. And I'm like, how the hell did I ever... Do all of it by yeah. yourself. It is crazy. It's it, weird yeah. to think about. It is. And, but it's a great stand-up show and it sells out every week. And, and if people are in Los Angeles, uh, you could show up because you can buy the tickets online at meltdown.com. Just look for the meltdown show, but, uh, you can also just show up and stand in line and maybe yeah. there's some extra tickets, right? Yeah, that does happen. And it does have, it, it, it just, it's an incredibly friendly audience. So there yeah, we go. Lovely audience. 
Now, uh, the indoor kids is with just you and Kamel? Just Kamel and I. Yeah. yeah. I can't seem to stop working with my husband, which is both great and has its own, She's uh, married challenges. to Kamel Nanjiani. Yeah. <laughs> it's really nice. And, uh, and he's, and he's on a new TV show on HBO. Mm-hmm. Silicon Valley. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which is a great show. It's a really, really. I heard it described as entourage, uh, with IT guys. It is and it isn't because it's not the same. Like they're aware of how ridiculous, uh, they are. Whereas Entourage, I just rewatched the pilot of Entourage on a plane recently. And they play it straight. So straight. And it's such a good pilot. It really, I'm like, yeah. oh yeah. I see why this lasted yeah. for five, six and years I, or whatever. Like, it, it, it's like a Zynga game for me. I was like, I love that. I'll watch any episode of that show. I don't care how ridiculous <laughs> it is. It's so fun and ridiculous, especially now that we, I live in LA to like, right. this is, this is true. This is not like, Right. And sadly, that's where I, that's where it loses me. Cause I'm like, oh, that's right. I don't hang out with these people on purpose. Yeah. And, uh, to Even watch you... the fictionalization of people that actually exist to go, well, that guy actually works and it makes me, I, I don't want to feel bad for him. Cause I'm sure he's a nice enough guy when he isn't opening his mouth and saying those horrible things. But I mean, it's yes. Yeah. So I no, mean, but I, people. the crap that I watch is insane. Like mm-hmm. a literally like what it's. You got? Whatever's on at 3 p.m. on USA or TNT. Okay. Uh, while I'm on the road. Okay. Good what, guess. Uh, Law and Order. Uh, I, you know what? I've never watched Law and Order. I know, which is almost impossible Keisha, to do. You're a comedian. Right. Who goes road gigs. I know it. Here's why. Uh, I watch, uh, I watch less real. Okay. Law and Order. Law and Order isn't real, but I like to watch the ones that are magical. Okay. Like Bones and oh. Castle oh. and NCIS okay. and right. Burn Notice. Burn Notice. And, uh. These are all great shows. And they're perfectly fine shows. Yeah. They're, 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 they're lovely. <laughs> they're just dumb. It's candy. It's candy. It's fine. And I, I'm comforted by Law and Order, uh, in a way that I, other shows, I've, I've genuinely, I've pitched uh, a thing for a website I, I wrote for to be like, I'd like to rank all the casts of Law and Order, uh, because, <laughs> Really oh, all together. Yeah, like the, as the cast, each cast to see where they come in like a, a spectrum. Oh, interesting. Just so I could take two full weeks to watch every oh. bit of Law and Order I could get my hands on. <laughs> uh, and it worked out and I got paid very little for it, but I got paid in here. In That's my right. Heart, That's and it. In my head. And uh, the closure. It was just amazing, <laughs> I bet. It was, it's a great show. Yeah. It's a good one. So your dorkdom, yeah. you get, you sent me a litany of things that we could talk about and I was pretty psyched about all of them, but yeah. I like the idea that we're going to discuss breakfast foods of the world. Yeah, just in general. I'm a huge breakfast fan. Have you always been a breakfast Absolutely. fan? A fan of breakfast. Fan. I would wake up every morning excited that breakfast uh, was a thing that could happen to me. I still do. I still wake up literally excited <laughs> that I get to go and eat oatmeal. <laughs> I eat oatmeal every when morning. When you were a child, was it oatmeal? No, it was mostly cereal. I was really into cereal. Okay. And then... Uh, what were your cereals as a child? I weirdly, there was a cereal called Most that was like a... Oh, I vaguely. Yeah, it's like very, it's like fiber. It's like yeah, not yeah. a fun kid cereal at all. At all. It's... But uh I loved it and I thought it was like the tastiest thing I'd ever had. Um I You also, like a whole grain. I like from a whole the, grain. From the sound of it. I probably did dump a lot of sugar on it now that I think about it. But I, you know, your Captain Crunches, your Lucky Charms, obviously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I was really into this one called Just Four. Yep. I wow. I know what the four refers to. I, because it, it was an F-O-U-R, wasn't right. it? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was the four food groups or the four fiber what, groups what or the four of something. What is happening? There was protein going on. <laughs> uh, wow. What? Two parent family? Two parent family. Okay. Still uh, married. 
Still married. Yeah. Did did your mom buy the cereals for the for the family? She did. And then when we got old enough, I got to pick out. You my get own. to pick a couple. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And they, were, they trusted me because I didn't pick stuff that was super. Right, right. Nutty. You didn't pick Lucky yeah. Charms or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Did like you know. And I also there was a time where I was watching a video. Some I think it was Jermaine Jackson, and I get this wrong all the time. But one of the Jacksons put out a video that was clearly him trying to be like Thriller. It was like a horror video, <laughs> okay, of like a horror song. And I have a memory of eating fruity pebbles and watching the video. And whatever was in the video grossed me out so much that I could not eat fruity pebbles for like years. Wow, and okay, I, which was a bummer because I was really a fan. Right, right. That's yeah. and and there's nothing to fruity pebbles. All it is is sugar and a round thing and colors and colors and so very bright colors. colors. I know Fruit Loops always draw me to it for the color. Yeah, but I don't like a sugary cereal. You don't like a sugary. Now, see, that's interesting, and it is an American thing, a very distinctly American thing to have sugary breakfast. Yeah, like that is not a thing that happens so much in other countries, uh, which I figured out later. But to us, it's like. You know, French toast, you got pancakes, none right. of that stuff. Yeah. Right. Or, yeah. or just a pastry or a donut. Oh, yeah. 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 I don't want any of it. I'm more of a savory person. I, okay. I enjoy eggs, bacon, toast. Oh, that's my a favorite, combo. my favorite, uh, my favorite. Pr- I love breakfast myself. Yeah. But now you love oatmeal. Do you have oatmeal every morning? You every say? single morning now. I eat At oatmeal with blueberries Currently. every single morning. Currently. Right this now. Is, I'm how on long, a streak. I'm how, on a streak. You're on a, no reason to stop you. <laughs> it's, uh, now you were, t- you said you were just on vacation yeah. in Bali. Yeah. Uh, did they have oatmeal? They did, but I did not, I, I did not go. I was like, I'm on vacation. Let's experience because where we stayed in Bali and I'd never been to Bali before. Uh, but where we stayed, they was like an international resort kind of a thing. So they right. had breakfast. They had a huge buffet, like a buffet. every morning. Sure. And every morning it was breakfast from, uh, it was like traditional Indonesian breakfast. It was Japanese breakfast. It was German breakfast. It was Australian breakfast because uh, wait, they had different stages, different like areas, different areas of the yeah. room that were like devoted. And then, and then American breakfast was like so sad. It was like bacon and right. pancakes. It bummed me out. I was like, <laughs> we're so lame. Look at us. Uh, and so, so did you try to go to each of the different country every day stations? I ate all of them. Every day. Oh my I gosh. Ate all of them. <laughs> we ate so much. <laughs> and I would wake up every morning because we never got over our jet lag and it's like, 14, 15 hours ahead. Yep. And so we would wake up at like 5.30 in the morning every morning. And How like, long were you there? We were there for like four days. Okay. like, oh, it's 6.30. The breakfast place will open. <laughs> we have an hour. We can eat breakfast. And then we would go and eat breakfast. Uh, and like Indonesian breakfast. And trust me, yeah. it's not lost on me that we were eating an Indonesian. I, I ate bowls of Indonesian porridge that probably feed uh, one person eats. For like most of the day. Right. It does not, it's not lost on me. No, no. There's so weird the, about it. Right. It's fine. It was a Marie Antoinette four days. Don't worry about it. It really was. That's fine. That's fine. What? You get to, yeah. As long as you're aware of it. I, I got bumped up to business class one time and I almost burst into tears because <laughs> the, it was so luxurious that I was like, I don't, I can't possibly deserve do this. Do I? Can't, how, yeah. What did I do? It's how a, I, this doesn't seem fair like to anyone else. Differently. <laughs> right. I was given a quilt. It was like a real, like an actual Not just blanket. a shitty red Delta and a skinny. Bag. Yeah. This was like a white quilt. Wow. I was like, white? You shouldn't ever give me anything white. It's true. Right. Did so, you get anything on it? Probably. <laughs> I, uh, I spent a lot of time just like, but I, I, cause I usually like to keep my backpack with me yeah, at all times. Me too. And, um, I should have put it up high because I, I made the area, I had, I could, the bed laid flat. Like you People got a lay flat pod thing. Uh huh. 
that shit's amazing. Marie I'm not Antoinette. I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm telling you. I felt ridiculous. You do. And it, and how weird is it for us that we feel guilty when right. something nice and is happening? How weirder will it be when two times from now I will just be furious when I'm uh, sent back to coach? When you're not? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. How big of an ass hat will I be then? Oh, a huge one. It's going to yeah. be great. I look forward to it. <laughs> Right. Okay. So yes, yes. So uh, you were eating more than families each day, but for four day. days. Yeah. Yes. Uh, every day just for breakfast. It was horrible. Uh, but they like Indonesian. Yeah. What is an Indonesian yeah, breakfast? Indonesian breakfast is there's a, it's like a pink porridge that has, pink. um, yeah, it's pink. It's got bananas in it and it's got lychees in it on occasion <gasps> and it's got rice in it. Okay. So it's like a kanji. It's like, it's a similar to a kanji. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So um, it's just a rice porridge, but with, with, but, but pink yeah. and sweetened with I a little bit of fruit. Don't know why it was pink. Maybe the lychee would made it pink. I okay. Couldn't really tell. Right. Like, right. Wouldn't make sense. Lychees are white. I don't know. Um, Japanese breakfast, which I've had before. Right. Cause if you go to nut, like really nice hotels, uh, they will always have a Japanese breakfast available because, because of the people who travel. Exactly. Yeah. So that's going to be your miso soup. That's going to be your dried fish. That's sure. going to be dried. And what I had for that was, uh, little tiny dried anchovies that were like soaked in soy sauce and like extremely crunchy. And you just eat them like a handful at a time. Oh, That's chips. Yeah. It was amazing. It tasted like sunshine. It was, was it, <laughs> it sounds amazing. Yeah, okay. Really so good. Indonesian. Yeah. Japanese. Yeah. Um, Australian, a lot of Vegemite stuff. They do a lot of, uh, porridgey stuff. That was, oh, they do one. porridge, yeah. but then they do like a, a toast with Vegemite. Yeah. I don't like Vegemite. You no, no. Because you've been in I, Australia a bunch, right? I have. But let me tell you something. Vegemite is fine, but it's one of those things that you had to have grown up eating. I feel like that's Because it's very salty yeah. and you just have to... Like, I like okra. I was I raised have. on okra. Absolutely. People who were not raised on okra find it foul. It's not only foul. The, the, the consistency of okra is bizarre. It's bizarre. Andy, Andy will it. tell a, a, an old man joke over and over again about how he's eaten so much boiled okra he can't keep his socks up, which is something his grandfather told him when he was a child. And I'm like, Keep telling that joke because eventually it will never be sense. funny. Yeah. <laughs> it'll never be eventually funny. It'll but match it... up with who you are. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Your pants will rise and it'll be fine. So, okay. So yeah. that's Australia. Um, let's see. They didn't have, uh, they had Chinese breakfast a bit, which was, from what I remember, it was, uh, eggs that had been soaked in soy sauce to the extent that they had turned a very, very bizarre shade. Oh, like um, a, like a, a soft boiled egg or a hard boiled egg or a poached? Well, they have the hard boiled, but they also have soft boiled. I actually have, I, I, and obviously for a podcast, this is perfect. Um, this is perfect. Show a photo to me. Look at this. <laughs> yeah. You could email me that and I will post it. Right. It's a, it's uh, to describe it. It's essentially what looks like a green egg yolk. And it says, uh, it's a, uh, century egg, which are eggs preserved in rice and salt for several weeks, several weeks. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. some shit. My thing is that uh life is way too short to not try literally everything that exists. It's true. Yeah. Especially food wise. It's not gonna hurt you. It's no. gonna be fine. No, no, there are, if there are billions of people eating it. It's true. I was just in Hong Kong and Yes, I want to hear they were this. drying there was a I was taken the guy who booked it, a very last episode actually, Michael Dorsher, who uh couch surfing. That's his dorkdom. He has couchsurfing.org. Oh. He's got a whole thing. He's got a whole thing where like he has surfed. Tricks? No, no, he is, no, no, it's a, it's an actual like Craigslisty kind of, uh, oh, online community. Okay. Where you can go and stay and sometimes it's very fancy and sometimes it's his apartment in Hong Kong, which is, uh, where many people can sleep outside on the roof outside of his 400 square foot apartment. Holy. Yeah. He's yeah. like, but there's plenty of room outside if you guys want to do a 10 floor, 10th floor walk up. 10th floor walk up yeah. to sleep outside. Yeah. 
And, but in Hong Kong, if you're 22. Yeah, no, for sure. You're right. And, uh, so, but it was couchsurfing.org. And so, but he, uh, now lives in a different neighborhood and, um, in Hong Kong, in Hong Kong. And he was talking about how they call it stinky fish, a street. And I was like, I do not think that is the name of the street. And he said, uh, what do you smell? And I was like, fish. I smell a lot of fish. And they were great though. They were drying fish. Ah, uh, on the curb, like in a parking spot. Yeah. There was like a tarp down and then a bunch Whoa. of fish laid out. That's pretty cool. And then right m- steps from there, that's the very same fish that had been fully dried. Yeah. Uh, was bagged up and available for sale. Uh, Amazing. You know, it's farm to table. Isn't that what we all love, Jackie? Farm to table. Farm to curbside to, to, to curb, to bag, to, to, to lady who doesn't, who's like, whatever. Just now, did you eat it? I did. Uh, I had travel a lot. So I imagine this comes up a lot. Yeah. I, and I do. I've, uh, it, the slogan is fear no food. Absolutely. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It's, uh, there are some things that I will only try a bite of if mm-hmm. the consistency sends me off. But, um, and I, and I've decided I've tried shark skin. Oh, interesting. Uh, shark fin that. soup. Uh-huh. And, uh, there were bags and bags of shark fins on this one street. And I thought to myself, how many fucking fins does the shark have? Yeah. And is that all they're eating? Like two, right? I don't approve. Yeah. What yeah, is, where's the rest of the shark? Where's the rest of the, if we're eating all of the shark, if we are Native American a shark, yeah. I'm in because I'm a meat eater. Yeah. But if it's Where just the teeth, I need four, to know. Yeah. If there's right, is there puka shells being made for some mm. surfer in Hawaii with the teeth? And they're at Urban Outfitters. Look for them this fall. <laughs> huge. It's going to be huge, you guys. <laughs> okay. Yes. So, but yeah, I. Uh, but I do love the. Okay. So now we've done Indonesia, China, right, Australia, uh, Singapore breakfast, which I've also had. A Interesting. Different. Kaya toast. Kaya toast. Now, kaya toast is the best thing I've ever had in my entire life, and I will describe it to you. How do you spell way. kaya? K-A-Y-A. All right. Now, and I've actually had a version of it in America, and it was part of the reason that we ended up going to Singapore after <laughs> Bali, so we could try this this toast. It's amazing. <laughs> so what it is, uh, is just toast, like a regular, it's like a thicker, almost brioche, but not really. Okay. Um, what they put inside, two pieces of it, is coconut jelly mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and butter, just like, all, like, Chopping a stick of butter into slices and putting them on in there. And then you take a soft-boiled egg, just barely soft-boiled. You put some soy sauce into it. You dip the sandwich, the coconut butter sandwich, into the soft-boiled egg and soy sauce, and you put it in your mouth, and you smile because you are so happy. That does sound amazing. amazing. It's really, really good. Coconut Coconut oil? Jam. Jam. It's hard to describe. It's like it literally... Is like if you took jam and made it coconut flavored. That's okay, so you just took yeah. you coconut and then you mash it up and you turn it into like a jelly or a jam I or a preserve. I not imagine or... how you actually make the jam out of the coconut, but it, <coughs> it is it does exist. And the place uh, there's a place in Los Angeles that has it, which is where I tried it. Okay, uh, the first time, and it's pretty. What good. What is the name of that place? That place uh, was called Street, and now they've changed the name to Mud Hen Tavern. Uh, Street, co-owned by Allie Willis, friend of the show. Oh. Allie Willis uh, wrote September and most of Earth, Wind, and Fire songs. Holy Lord, I didn't yeah. know that. Allie Willis also wrote the theme to Friends and is co-owner of Street, which is now called Mud Hen. What's it called? I think it's called Mud Hen Tatter- Tavern. Right. So wait, she wrote the I'll Be There For You song? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. I, I I said, oh, I, I used to love that song. And she was like, ah, oh, that song. It's just, it's not one of my favorites. I wasn't that psyched about it. I said, did you cry all the way to the bank? Yeah. And she goes, so you know, I money. didn't really didn't make that much money. And I was like, lies. Yeah, lies. These are lies. Every, every day it plays seven times a day at every market. Holy Lord. So she's a good, she's a good egg. She's a craft dork. Yeah. Okay. She owns most of what is left. That's not true. I think she only owns two candy bars, uh, Michael Jackson candy bars. 
that were made in France that Excuse they sent. Excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> there are Michael Jackson candy bars from when he was very popular that only sold in France. And when they didn't sell, they shipped them all to his house. And she was doing a co-writing thing with, I believe, Jermaine Jackson. Okay. And he, he was going, he was going through her kitsch museum in her house and he saw that candy bar and he said, Oh my God. Oh, it was a nephew. It was a, it was a, it was a Michael Jackson nephew. So I don't know which one. So these are like 20, 30 year old candy candy bars. bars. Yeah. And, and he said, we were not allowed to eat anything but those candy bars when we were kids. What, That's a great episode, Allie Willis. What's in my like that you're plugging other episodes? No, <laughs> other episodes of my own show, which you might want to do. <laughs> Everybody take a pause. Get over there. Uh, what, what the hell does a Michael Jackson candy bar, what's in it? It's, I think I asked her if it was, she has not eaten it. She's just got it I just for. I want to know. I feel like crispy rice. I'm feeling crispy Nestle rice. Nestle crisp. That's she said it was like a, okay. a, a Nestle's. Bar. And not that I have any memory of it, but I when I think of Michael Jackson, who I loved, right? Despite his many many weird things that, that he might have had a foible or two, possible foible was the word I was going to use. <laughs> Literally the word I was going to use. I I I think of crispy rice and I think chocolate. I think a Nestle. Rice. I think a, a a mediocre milk chocolate. Probably pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not good. Not, not good. Not which good is part. why it didn't sell in France, where it turns out real chocolate was available. And and better. And better. Yeah. Much, much tastier. But um they Yeah, I mean there could have been yeah. So Wow. I don't even know. Oh, so Kaiser So we drag. <laughs> yeah. Susan Edinger. Edinger, I think is the name of the, the chef yeah. at that yeah. restaurant. Yeah. And so she has traveled the world and she, that was her whole thing with street was getting street food from all over the world. Right. Uh, and so Kai Toast is there. I highly recommend it. It's still at Mud Hen Tavern. Okay. I highly recommend getting it. Because well, cause I've been meaning to go ever since that episode and I, and now I'm definitely going cause yeah. that sounds amazing. It's really, really good. And it's a very, uh, and it's, it's so cool. I really like being, cause we were in Singapore and, and there's like, a couple of chain restaurants that do it, like just do Kaya toast. Right. And it seems like such an interesting, bizarre, exotic food to me. But yeah. people are just like, oh, it's Tuesday. Got to get my Kaya toast and get to work. <laughs> and I love right. that. I yeah. love that sense of uh, when I travel, I like being like, oh, this is what people are doing every day. I would right. rather do laundry in another country and like figure out how to do laundry yes. than like see a museum. I'm more interested in like how people are living every day. You would not like to travel with Andy Ashcraft, who <laughs> both wants to figure out how to do laundry and wants to go to a museum. Oh, I have had to say to him two things, two things. We're doing laundry and and a museum, and that is it. Mm-hmm. We're not doing anything else. We're also going to have a nice lunch, and we're nice going to take a nap, and we're going to find uh, me some coffee. Oh, naps on vacation? A plus. A plus. Coffee all day long. You all day long. It. All day long. You need it. Do you yes. guys travel together a lot for your we, work or? Uh, he comes, he comes if it's interesting. He never goes when it's winter. <laughs> and, uh. <laughs> Who can blame him? Not me. Not me. But when, when I was going, we went 10 days to Hong Kong and the it's guy who booked it, uh, there were, I only had four book shows and then I did two open mics. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause you know. And, uh, so, but the thing is, is, uh, we were there 10 days mm-hmm. and he said, you know, I could get you guys a ticket to Beijing to see the wall of China, great wall of China or whatever. And, uh, and so the, we went to the Hong Kong Disneyland. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it just says Mike and Sully. Great. Right. It's uh, essentially the Hong Kong Disneyland. That's pretty uh, cool. And we were given a free coaster when we took a, a, a survey afterwards. <laughs> they were like, Hey, you're monumentally white. What are you doing here? Could we ask a survey about your experience yeah, who here at, was the, at Hong the Hong Kong? Kong Disneyland? A lot of mainland Chinese people. Oh, interesting. Okay. And, uh, most of the tourists in Hong Kong are mainland Chinese people because mm-hmm. it's part of China mm-hmm. and, Easy to get to. and they can get there. Yeah. And they can't 
you know, and, and if they, uh, there's a couple of fascinating things about Hong Kong. Macau is, is, is the next city over mm-hmm. that China also owns. And all of the mainland Chinese, um, like guys that own the, the factories and they do all their money laundering at, in Macau. <laughs> Interesting. That's where it's all happening. What they do is they take all the money that they've skimmed off the top from mainland China, gamble it, lose 20%. Okay. And still they cut 80. They still got that 80% of stolen money now, crispy clean. So uh, clean. And so clean because they want it at the casino. Oh, interesting. Uh huh. Uh huh. People come up with the, the grandest ways to, uh, to cheat, to steal, cheat and steal. Yeah. And screw people over. Exactly. It's, wow. and I, uh, it was funny because the guy who booked this thing, he also did, uh, he emailed Armenians in China and then he sent, uh, an email to the Armenian Association of China. Which exists. Which exists. Okay. And they took me to lunch at the foreign correspondence. Uh, now how was that lunch and what did you eat? Uh, I, uh, they asked me what I wanted and I, they didn't really have, I was really glad they didn't have, um, we didn't sit in the room with all the famous photographs because a lot of great photographers of the colonial times, uh, over the last hundred years, uh, were members of the foreign correspondence club. And like, there's a picture of me lie. There's a picture of the Cambodian killing field. So it's like, Hey, I'm having Just lunch. there at yeah. the lunch. Yeah. Yeah. In and, the dining room. In the dining room where some ladies were, I mean, we got the tour afterwards and luckily Holy we Lord. were downstairs in the bar where there were, I mean, but some of the, some of the venues were so hilarious. I didn't realize there was a great game to play until the last day, which was the music playing in the elevators and in the cab and in everywhere was horrible. It was terrible. And I, by the end of it, uh, came up with a game called, what would this be? What would this be used for? Okay. For roller skating backwards. Oh. For roller skating disco. Okay. For, Are uh. Are they all roller skating related? Or several just, roller okay. skating. <laughs> One other I came up with a, I only had just a couple hours to play because sure. I realized the game at the last Way too day. late. I yes. hate when that happens. Yeah. And the last one was, uh, introducing a game show. <laughs> and, uh. <laughs> Man. Yeah, that one got me. That's a bad one. You yeah, don't hear a- that in an elevator. And for, yeah, there was just, I mean, the thing is, is it was a beautiful experience Mm -hmm. and, uh, (laughs) don't need to go back. Beautiful experience. I don't need to, well, I I might want to bring headphones (laughs) because the city itself is amazing. Yeah. If you ever, if you ever get a chance to go outside of the airport, I had to spend like, it was like seven hours in that airport on the way back. Oh, that's not, you can't really leave. You can't, it's like, yeah. And it's not a very big airport, which is, I mean, it's big, but it's not, we, every inch of it. I've seen every inch of that Hong Kong airport. Seven hours. Yeah. It was a long time. Yeah. Cause all we we could do, we flew through, uh, uh, Tokyo. So we had like an hour and a half in Tokyo, but our terminal, because we didn't clear customs had one place to, and plus international travel. They feed you every hour. And you're like, I really want something exciting. Japanese and, you're like, I guess I got a nori roll. Did you opt for it? They had like kanji on our flight. We definitely had an option for kanji. We had oh, really? Option. Yeah, we had an option for like some pretty... Oh, so that's great. I got great. like salted cod on the way there. And Kamel's just like, what are you doing? You're gambling. You're gambling over there. I don't <laughs> know how it's going to be. And it was weird, but it wasn't any worse than like the lasagna they always serve you on these flights right. that are terrible. Well, and I think gutsy mm-hmm. stuff making fish on an airplane. It's gutsy stuff for everyone involved. For everyone. The, <laughs> the only other time I've heard, even heard of that was I was on an, a flight on Ethiopian Airlines uh-huh. and they right. serve fish. And I was like, well, I'm going to be smelling fish anyway. I'm going to have the you fish. Might as well, yeah. And it was excellent. Where were you going, by the way? I was coming from, uh, Djibouti. Oh, okay. Uh, to, uh, uh, Kuwait. Was that for, that was the, for comedy? Yeah, it was, here, yeah, yeah, comedy, one of those military tours. So. You do some really amazing travel. Now, how was the food in Iowa? I was in places? Iowa a couple of weeks. No, and, uh, 
What, how do you say that again? Iowa. Iowa. Toledo, Iowa. <laughs> Toledo, Iowa. Is it Toledo? Yes. Do you know Lee Keeler? No. Green Gravel Comedy Fest, first year of it. Huh. Me and Kevin McDonald were the big names. Wow. Well, and Ryan Singer. And uh, so again... Love Kevin that I love that Kevin McDonald. Kevin Kids McDonald Hall, was right? actually yeah, Kids of the Hall guy. He was he was great and he filled the room. So it was pretty great. But Toledo, Iowa was chosen because it's an hour from Des Moines and an I- an hour from Iowa City. They need more airports in Iowa, that's oh, what I know. And there's only two and a half million people in the whole state. Yeah. So they had to just and it was but it was super it was really fun, quite that's honestly. Cool. And it's the first there was a Chinese restaurant in that town. <laughs> we didn't go. Yeah, no, you don't need to. <laughs> Uh, Kumail went to college in Iowa and he was like, I remember when we got a Thai restaurant and it was just packed <laughs> every day. Same thing was true in my hometown of Sonic. When we got a Sonic, oh. Sonic was busy. Where'd you grow up? North Carolina. Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Okay. We got a Sonic when I was a teenager and you could not get in. It was like the, it was the <laughs> nicest restaurant in town. Not, it wasn't the nicest, but it was the one that like, Oh, you got into Sonic? Oh right. my God. We, you could not get in there. Just lines for blocks. There was, uh, Andy's moms live in Lindsay, California. Mm-hmm. And when they got the Starbucks. Oh. They were raising, uh, his nephew, uh, young, young Thomas Pennington. And, uh, and, uh, he was probably 12 or 13 at the time. And he was like, can we go to the Starbucks? They're like, no, those were the, it's where the bad kids will hang out. So cute. Adorable. That is really and- weird. <laughs> That's so funny. Right. So Winston Salem, uh, I have to ask this: Did you ever, as a child, go on a field trip to the cigarette factory? Uh, yeah, my, both my parents worked there. Oh, so. hello! <laughs> so the fact that you know about that is amazing because most people don't know that that's there. But absolutely, field trip to the cigarette factory. Free cigarettes? No, we were. They, they discontinued that, that. Yeah, they discontinued that. that. Did you experience that? Well, we mm-hmm. went to the Miller. Yeah, and you got to taste beer. That's amazing. Uh, I was eleven. It's amazing how that happens, yeah. right? David Sedaris tells a great story about how he mm-hmm. grew up in Raleigh yeah. and then he got cigarettes and when he was like 10 or 11 mm-hmm. and they gave every kid a pack of cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. And can I say something? I have a feeling that might have been fudged a little bit. He might have been exaggerating. I love some Sedaris and, and sure. David Sedaris and I have followed the same path in that, uh, North Carolina to Chicago to New York. Okay. And then he went to France and I went to LA. Fine. That's fine. fine. Sure. Uh, so of course I'm obsessed with him, but yes, we, <laughs> uh, frequently went on, uh, tours to the cigarette factory. Never got free samples at the end, but you did get to see how they were made, how they were rolled. Sure. And it was like a thing of like, this is great. Right. And then it's been in my parents' lifetime and in my lifetime that it's, it's become such a terrible thing. My mom smoked when she was pregnant with me. Like it just wasn't right. So did mine yeah. and drank. Oh, hello. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which is also not that bad. No, you just don't need to do it a lot. Like, right. Yeah. Oh, and my mom did. Yeah. She was half of the bag most of the time, I'm told. But look at me. Huh? I got all my functions. I got all 10 digits. It's all working out. Fine. Everything's doing fine. What's that sound? Uh, next. <laughs> um, right. So yeah. next, next breakfast place. Oh, next as we weed place. off. Uh, let's go with one. Let's see with uh, one. I'm going to pull up the list. Some of these I haven't had and I just want now Pakistani breakfast. My husband's Pakistani. Right. So that's a fun one, uh, to experience what, what Pakistanis eat for breakfast. Uh, they kind of have broken me of the habit of having like traditional, not heavy breakfast foods because they tend to eat like, you know, they'll eat Nahari for breakfast, which is one of my, it's basically like Pakistani pot roast, essentially. Oh, it's very heavy, very thick. Uh, and meat for, and, and broth, meat and broth. And like, uh, obviously you have like non that you eat it with like some bread. And, yeah. Yeah. And when I first uh, was with him and we would have be with his family, they'd be like, oh, if you want, you can just have toast for breakfast. You know, you don't have to eat all this stuff. Like, okay, that's fine. And then slowly they kind of broke me out of it. So now I can eat because I would get a little nauseated if I ate right. something too heavy. 
I need whatever now. Right. <laughs> any giant breakfast. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. Uh, not even giant breakfast, like giant, like Thanksgiving dinner style kind of breakfast. <laughs> like real intense. Pakistani breakfast is Thanksgiving dinner. I like it. Yeah. I like it. The, a big thing they do is, um, uh, it's called puri. It's something puri. Uh, and it's, uh, these like little, like kind of sweet, tiny naan. Yeah. Uh, with like a little porridge. That's a big okay. thing they do for breakfast. And I think that's kind of cool. It's kind of straddles that savory sweet line. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's a, it's a sweet bread, but with a, with a, with a regular porridge. Exactly. Exactly. Now Egypt, that's a breakfast. Uh, it's a slow cooked fava beans with olive oil, lemon juice and garlic for breakfast. Uh, that's, I believe called fool. Very good. Yeah. Full, it says full madame, madames, maybe? Madame? Sure. I don't know. Uh, uh, it's great. That? Well, because, uh, well, I don't know. Uh, I eat at a Lebanese restaurant that has it that and has it's tasty it? for dinner. Okay. They have it for dinner. Uh, yeah. If you could just get, cause it's a, it's a nice, you can make it with garbanzo beans too. Ooh, mm-hmm. that does sound delicious. Okay. I yep. gotta try that. Uh, uh, I like the idea of like anytime like Vietnam countries like that, Cambodia, you can have like mm-hmm. pho for breakfast. I love the idea of fall for breakfast. I love the idea of a big soup at any time, mm. day or night, my friends. Yeah, some of yes. this is just me needing to make the, I have access to the food. I just need to bring it into my morning time. <laughs> That's right, what I need to do. right. That's all it is. Yeah. How about Korea? Um, Korea, they do have, it's a lot of dried fish. Yeah. Uh, for breakfast. Yes. Okay. A lot of dried fish. Cause they do it really good. They do good work with a big soup as well. They do. Yeah. Yeah. There's a great, uh, place here in town that's like a, a, Beverly soon tofu. That's like a tofu soup. Yeah. I took my parents there the last time they visited and they were, they're still like, hi, I just never had anything. (laughs) (laughs) I was so like, they're, and they're very adventurous too. They kind of instilled that in me, but they were just like blown away. And it's just like a kind of, it's a red based soup, but none of us can figure out. It's not tomato. Right. What the red is. What the red is. Is it a pureed bell pepper? Maybe that could be it. And it's got tofu in it. And then you can add like kimchi and stuff and they crack an egg in it. It's so hot. That they crack an egg into it when they serve it to you. That's a badass move, in my opinion. Is it bim bam bop or whatever? It's definitely not that. It's, okay. Uh, I think it's just called tofu, like tofu. Because my soup. favorite it's soup of the uh, of of the Korean variety is called yukai jang. What is that? Tell and I'm not pronouncing it right, sure. but it's J A N G jang. That's what I'd say, mm-hmm. yukai jang. And yukai jang is a spicy, spicy beef soup, Ooh, and uh, with a with the clear glass noodles. Ooh. Which I love a glass Me noodle. Me too. Yeah. And, uh, love it. And it's so spicy that you will, you, if you, if you ate it, here's my theory. If you ate it every day, you would never get a cold. And if you have a cold, you should eat yukai jang. Done. Yeah. It will nuke your cold. That's beautiful. Yeah. Have you ever been to Jitlada here in Los Angeles? No. Oh, what is Jitlada? Jitlada is a restaurant in Los Angeles that is incredibly famous. It's a hole in the wall Thai restaurant in okay. town. And it's, it's mainly famous because a lot of like Matt Groening goes there a lot and draws little pictures of Simpsons characters. That's how much he loves it. Right. To go around the restaurant. Okay. Um, and when I was moving here, a lot of my friends were Cross like, Street? You how do you spell it? Cross Street is, um, Harvard, Harvard and Sunset. Okay. And, uh, it is for all the people listening who live in or come here. And it's spelled J-I-T-L-A-D-A. Okay. Now the food there is, uh, it's like, uh, Southern Thai and they, then they have, just pages and pages of like normal stuff. And then they have pages and pages of just stuff you've never seen before. Stuff that they've created off the menu, weird stuff. Omelets. Omelets with spicy like meat in them. 
Weird. Yes. Like Thai awesome. Yes. Thai, Thai, awesome. Thai omelets. Uh, it's one of my favorite restaurants and the food is so spicy. There was one spicy challenge that they have, like the spicy challenge. <laughs> Kumail took it once, had to go sit in the car. Was like not okay. Right. But when any of our friends are sick, it's a thing of like, oh, well, let's go to Jalada, clear you out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And then you do just it. get a hot soup and die. Well, there is a beautiful, uh, uh, Thai restaurant. I, I have a hard time with Thai food in Los Angeles because there's so many Thai restaurants there really are. that they're often not that good. Yeah. And they're a little they greasy. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Jitlada is one of the best. Right. Jitlada. Yeah. yeah. I'm in. I'm in. The place uh, here in the valley, uh, if you ever make it up to Van Nuys again on Sherman Way near Fulton, okay. is called Kruatai, K-R-U-A. Okay. And Kruatai, um, one of Andy's best friends, a guy named Michael Everson, He's he's been on the show. He uh, he invents fonts for dead languages. Anyway, <laughs> he he did Inuit. Yeah. and Great job. Yeah. It's an amazing. And But wow. he... We, we took him there and there are some very, very spicy. They have, sp- it's crazy spicy. And Michael, uh, said, yeah, I was just in Thailand last week. You can make it as spicy as you want. And the woman just looked at him and said, okay. Like, we're, get ready, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Why would you do that? You never say that. You always say, I like it spicy. Do what you will, but be very respectful of the fact that yeah. you probably can't handle whatever you think yeah. you can. Ha- I mean, and so he couldn't finish it. Good. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> Bam. And, uh, and then one time right there, we ordered this raw blue cra- crab salad. It was raw blue crab. Ooh, that sounds good. And it sounded amazing. Yeah. And we're like, let's try that. And the woman goes, Americans don't like this. And we're like, and then you instantly like, well, we're going to try it. And she goes, it's too spicy and you're not going to pay for it. And we said, we promise to A, finish it okay. and B, pay for it. She was like, Big promises there. all right. <laughs> I know it. We had to ask for two extra bowls of rice. And, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. and whenever I'm putting rice on really, really spicy, like white rice on really yeah. spicy food, I'm always like, this is the symbol of my Caucasian. <laughs> Let me see if I can dampen this down. Right, right. Okay. My white ass rice. <laughs> exactly. White rice for the white. I can't. Uh, let's see. Um, okay, Africa. Now, there's oh, yeah. a lot of, I like a lot of African food. I love Ethiopian food. Oh yeah, it's good. Um, I love, I've had a couple of Sudanese restaurants that were really, really good, but there's, I have a lot more to explore with African restaurants. Cause right. there's a lot of, uh, cause Africa's huge, it turns so out. So huge. Not just a country. Not guys. just a country. Turns out there might be 40 <laughs> countries in it. Uh, there's a thing they have called Katogo, and I don't know what exactly, uh, country this is from, but it's a combination of green cooking bananas mixed either in a stew from beef or in a sauce from vegetables. Interesting. That does sound really good, right? Green bananas in a stew. Green bananas. Now, do they need plantains? I don't think they do. I don't think they do. Right? And I don't know that I would like it, but I would definitely try it. You gotta try that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Iceland pickled fish and pancakes. Sounds horrible, but I would try it. Right. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I don't, pickled, I, I, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of a yeah. pickled fish, but pickled okay. Anything. I'm kind right. Of, yeah. We're, we were, I'll do a pickle. Yeah, I mean pickles are great. Yeah. Uh, a few years ago, we were at a restaurant uh, with, uh, and it was Pete Holmes, myself, a couple of other people, and a friend of ours who was a very picky eater. And he was like, Pete was like, "Hey, I know uh, you didn't, you didn't want to pay for dinner. Do you want the rest of my food? You can have it. It's totally fine." And the friend was like, "Oh, I don't like all the things that are in your food." And Pete and I'll never forget it. Goes, "I'm going to tell you what your mom should have told you when you were six years old. Shut." The fuck up and eat. The food. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, exactly. Just shut up and eat what's in front of you. That's yeah. all you need to do. That's it. And when you're in another country, uh, for the love of God, 
don't com- I mean, just oh, eat it. Just eat it. You have been given food. You have been given food. Some How people wonderful. do not have food. They don't get the chance. To. When I went to Italy, I was not allowed to order a latte in the afternoon. I had to get a cappuccino. Uh, okay. Yeah. I was told that lattes are morning coffees. Interesting. No one told me that. I was there last year. Okay. And I had never been before. And nobody got all bossy about your coffee consumption? No one did. And I'm quite surprised, frankly. Well, I said to myself, fine. Okay. Yeah. And sure. I was like, fine. Okay. I will live. just, I will just Turns stir it. I will, live. Yeah. I will live and drink whatever coffee is in That's front of really me. That's really interesting. I really liked uh, the food. I liked uh, every stop that we made. We just were basically getting some type of coffee drink literally yeah. every time we stopped. And Ooh. I don't know how much it is for me tra- like, to travel with a non-white person uh, over overseas and abroad. I feel like, I don't know for sure if it's, if it changes anything, but I honestly do feel like we get in sort other- of more choices. Because Kumail is with you or no? I, I think I'm saying when I've traveled in the past and it's been me with another white person traveling, I right. feel like uh, the assumption is that we're dumb Americans. Right. And somehow that's taken away a little bit when you're like, oh, you've got a brown guy with you. You could be <laughs> right. from somewhere else. <laughs> right. It right. could be. Yeah, it could all work out. And not that anyone's ever been rude in any way, shape or form. No. But I just noticed that uh, we, we people are very kind to us when we're traveling and it's been... It's always been really cool, and Kamala and I travel really well together. Do you and your husband travel? Well we together? do travel really well together. So helpful. It is helpful. It's yeah. it's very hard. It's I mean I I just I I had to be very clear about the two thing day, like all like, the two things a day. Right. We yeah. just the, we can do two museums. Yeah. We can do one nap has to be in there. Yeah. We have to, we can do one church yeah. and one museum. We can do like we went one day. We did three things, and I was like. I am sadly grumpy. Yeah, and this is not a vacation at this point. Like, no. you want to see all the things, but also you're there to enjoy yourself. And right. So if you're just forcing yourself to do all this stuff, I don't know. Like, we spent one whole day in Italy just going to gelato places. We missed out on museums because yeah. we were like, I want to hit, I want to eat gelato <laughs> here and here and here. So one day, that's literally all we did. We walked to gelato places all the over. The only thing that disappoints me sometimes about Andy Ashcraft is uh, the moderation. Oh. When he is full, he stops eating. Who is this monster you married? I know it. You <laughs> see the chocolates in front of you? The only way that I, he will have a half of one and then mm-hmm. offer to split it with me. This dove dark promise. And I'm like, stop. That I don't is want a dark it. promise. And then it's entirely a dark promise. And so like, that's why sometimes I want to go with my sister. Yeah. Who will overeat with me. Yeah. She, you and need then permission to break bad a little bit. Right. Yeah. And yeah. it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It's, you don't do it all the time and he will do it somewhat, but yeah. he, he gets, he gets ill. Do you know those people who like want to split a piece of gum? Those are the people. <laughs> those are the people that I'm like, why are you here? What are you doing? Well, I can't, I don't want a whole piece. Like, <laughs> Eat a, eat a piece of gum. It's one piece of gum. It's you probably monster. sugarless. <laughs> oh my God. What are you waiting for? And, <laughs> and my mom will do that on occasion. I'm like, mom, put the fucking gum in your mouth. Eat Just all eat the, the fucking gum. gum. We will You're buy deserving. more gum. You yeah. deserve all the gum. Right. All the gum. We all deserve <laughs> shrimp ring and some gum. Shrimp ring. It's what well, my neighbor had the shrimp ring one time and, and at, at New Year's Eve and then I didn't run into her for like three years and then this is all during college like a million years ago uh-huh. I still remember it I run into her three years later and I'm like hey Mrs. Bridge uh, the last time I saw you was at your New Year's Eve party with Paul her son mm-hmm. and uh, it was a lovely mm-hmm. time and she goes that you came the year we got the shrimp ring and I wanted to burst into tears and go Mrs. Bridge you deserve a shrimp ring every year oh my gosh every Thursday if That's you want such a, when you know when there's moments where you get such a weird peek into someone's like inner life and you're just like yeah <gasps> Oh, God. you deserve a shrimp ring. You 
deserve a shrimp. All and of the you thing do. is, everyone deserves. And the thing is, is there's frugality. I totally get that. Absolutely. But everybody and 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 my well, dad. It's not a huge splurge, though. It really is. No, no, it's yeah. fourteen ninety nine. Sure, that's a shrimp ring. That's a Knock shrimp yourself ring. out. What were you saying about your dad? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you go to you go over to the Ralphs. You treat yourself right. You go to Rainbow Foods. You go to whatever your Cub Foods, whatever your uh, your chain rest, your chain, your Dominic's, whatever, <laughs> whatever. And yeah, so. It's true. It's very yeah. true. That's the thing I talk about a lot is uh people are always like, how can I be happy? I get that question. Like, what do I do to be happy? And it's not, right. it's not like you do this one big thing and they're like, oh, guess what? I'm happy now. It's fine. Yeah. Happiness is, oh, if you really like Diet Coke with vanilla in it, you get yourself a Diet Coke with vanilla in it. Like right. that's a little, a little comfort. Happiness is just all the little comforts. Just a little treat. Yeah. My sister's a financial advisor, mm-hmm. right? And she says, we, you know, when I talk to people, they're like, you know, I spend, you know, probably five bucks three times a week at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, you get that. It's okay. You get that. Here's the other thing. Well, let's look at the other things that you're just buying because you're bored out, but you deserve the, the one thing that you, you know, pick something yeah. and mix it up if you want. <laughs> like yeah. if you like to go to the dollar store and spend $5 yeah. on craptastic stuff, cocaine. that's a little bit of cocaine, a little bit of just once a month, <laughs> cocaine, a tiny bit of cocaine. <laughs> not going to get very much one line yeah. and uh, you know, have you're me good. serve it to you in a bathroom. On top of the toilet roll holder, like a classy girl like would do it. Like a real classy girl in a bathroom. <laughs> do you know what my one vice right now yeah. is Coffee Mate and International Delight, like stupid flavored creamers. Yeah, yeah. That's my one vice right now. That's your thing. I don't, cause I don't, I'm not, I don't really drink very much. I don't yeah. really do any drugs. Like I don't, uh, I'll have caffeine, uh, and I, I will have, uh, I will, whatever the stupidest flavor, the more words in the nut, title. Oh, just some sort of French, not enough, not not enough words. words. Yeah. <laughs> the more words in the title. Gotta, <laughs> Can you remember one with at least two or three? Yeah, I, I most recently got a fresh baked cookie made by, um, weirdly it was made by, what is that? Coldstone Creamery. Oh, weird. So it was like a cookie dough flavored ice cream flavored creamer. Right. This is the safest space in the world, the dork forest. But let me tell you something about fake creamers. I always, I like them better when they're flavored yeah. than when they're not flavored. Cause you know that it's just some exit in New Jersey that is oh, creating yeah. this, right? Oh yeah. 100%. They're yeah. no good for you. That's it's, there's not even me, any dairy involved. Oh God. No, you can leave them out on the counter. It's yeah. disgusting. My mom told me that at some, she read a story about how in prison they let coffee mate uh, dry and use it as glue. Like liquid coffee made when it dries. Think about what that's doing to my insides. Yeah, see, I have an unsubstantiated belief that all just regular white coffee mate is uh just water that is run through a cancer shaped (gasps) cheesecloth. It is without true. Yeah, I don't I don't like it. But Uh, the thing is, is if if they only have the powdered creamer mm -hmm. or one of those flavored coffee mates, I go flavored coffee mate. I also go fake sugar over powdered creamer. Which is also made out of just yeah. powdered cre- of cancer. cancer. Yeah. yeah, it's all made out of cancer. Right, it's all just made out of cancer, and that's the, what I would prefer for some reason than weird whitener that I never. I'm like, it doesn't even I don't taste even know what like it's dairy. Doing. Yeah, you, yeah, you just are literally lightening your coffee, but for no right, other. Right, that's a psychological. I should, and as my brother's like, why don't you drink coffee like an adult, black? Yeah, I can't do that quite yet. Yeah, I don't want to do that. I'd love to get to that at some point, but I'm not there yet. So me neither. Instead, I will. I will have blueberry cobbler coffee made <laughs> on a regular basis. It is disgusting. It doesn't even taste good, Jackie. It's horrible. <laughs> it's so bad. What now? Are there European breakfasts? Do you do a croissant? Yeah, those don't excite me as much because those I, I, I'm aware of them and they're lovely. Right. I, it's not I'm, an exciting. It's not like it's something I'm kind of been aware of. I wonder what the Russians do. I actually don't know. That's a really good question. All right, borscht. 
probably maybe more, probably like a stew of some sort. Yeah, a bowl of tears. Yeah, uh, they're very they're very sad people sometimes, but they 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 power through it. Yeah, it's beautiful. I like the people. I, I you can always I feel like you can judge a, a culture by their breakfast foods, and I feel like oh. the cultures that have like. Uh, there's some culture, and, and I don't mean in like a, you're great or you, you're terrible, but oh, right, right. The cultures that, the cultures you can that, learn a lot, I think is what you mean. You can learn a lot. The cultures that are like, you know, stews, hearty stews, they're yeah. working hard. They have to be out. They need a lot of fuel throughout right. the day. Uh, that's what Kamal's always joking. He's like, my people's food is like third world country food, but we're doing okay. So we're all just eating this like food for working in the fields and then going and sitting behind a desk all day. Like, right. Not, doesn't <laughs> right. work at all. Answering pr- questions. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then like your European, I feel like they have these very like flaky breakfasts. Like they're all like mm, right. flaky and refined tasty. flowers very that have happened flowers. over the last 500 years of exactly. colonialism. And I feel like you can kind of like, they're not working that hard throughout the day. They kind of just need to look good. <laughs> they want to get out the door. Right. Get to a party. You know, your breakfast parties. <laughs> is there an inauguration you're missing? And- <laughs> always, there always is. Uh, so I prefer, I like the people that have like the heartier kind of like, and I like breakfast foods that are like, I do like a breakfast food with fish in it. I think it's super interesting. Well, that's and, interesting. And I, uh, I think what about, what about Mexico, Central America, South America, any of do, that? Um, well, they have like the, like, what was it I was reading about there? Breakfast. I mean, I've had definitely in Mexican restaurants, you can get like breakfast burritos. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Huevos Rancheros. Huevos Rancheros. <laughs> I don't know Beans, how much that's rice. actually there. Do you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. don't know how much. I, I The idea of putting scrambled eggs into any Mexican food makes it all amazing. Yeah. So I hope that they do it there, but I honestly don't know. I think scrambling and like when you put a scrambled egg in fried rice. Oh, it's the best thing you've, ever. You've, you've helped rice out a great deal. Elevating it. <laughs> yeah, elevating it. brought it up a notch. And I think we all agree that eggs kind of help out. You really do. Yeah. yeah. I think about, um, Andy and I had a conversation in Hong Kong about how close we were to being vegetarians, mm. except for just, you know, just see, I think it was bags and bags of shark fins. Yeah. That'll make you think, oh, oh sure. this, can't this can't be, be good. good. Yeah. And, uh, it seems rude in some ways, especially rude. like I've stopped eating octopus at, at restaurants because I'm told they're very smart. Andy. They're geniuses. Right. Andy was like, yes, they would, they would take over the world if they lived more than three years. Well, and I was like, is that their lifespan? Yeah. If they don't live more than three years. That's what he said. I don't know if it's true. So sad. Yeah. Ross Whitman, Todd Mason, people who email me regularly, Darlene. Uh, why oh, don't man, you guys call his names out? It's a, I got, I got some listeners who, uh, who, who do, who write me these awesome, <laughs> these awesome emails of, well, the backstory on that is actually, oh, I, I don't see. know if you remember back in the 12th century. But are they snarky about it or are no. they kind? That's good. For the most part, for the most part, they're kind and they're, sometimes it's just in super informative. Yeah. Yeah. We get the snarky ones sometimes that are like real nitpicky about just real specific facts that. Oh, I, I was like, like, like you year. missed it. Yeah. Oh, the rangers of, of the dork forest <laughs> are used to the fact that I have no idea. And I, I'm it's like, a, I'm just going to talk and I'm just going to say words and I'm definitely going to get it wrong every <laughs> once in a while. And it's cool. I'm okay with it. I wish you would be more okay with it. Right. <laughs> right. I hope it's all working out for I you, the indoor up kids. Breakfast just now. <laughs> Tell me right. all about it. Betcha that doesn't happen in Iceland. <laughs> anyway, I get a lot of tweets that start out. Well, actually, I've learned any tweet that I get that starts out. Well, actually, I'm like, <laughs> eh, I don't need to hear it. Well, yeah. And, and the thing is, is I just go, yeah. And it's, oh, I just found out that I'm doing, I'm doing a live one in Boston in oh, a couple of weeks. Fun. And it's a, it's someone who's really into alternative music. I don't know what that means. Oh, like and 90s alt music or like? Maybe. Okay. I don't know if it's the alternative to music, if it's just bang your Silence. drum all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's uh, somebody. It could mean a million things. It could mean whenever somebody tells me they're a music dork, I genuinely have a tiny panic attack. Do you? Because I don't know enough about music. Yeah. 
And yet, were you to ask me, do you enjoy music? I would say yes. You do. What do you enjoy? Well, I have the new Eminem album. Ooh. I have a, the, I uh, have Constellations that. from okay. the, their guitar rock from okay. Atlanta. I have um, some Simon and Garfunkel live in Central Park. I enjoy guitar rock is what I guess okay. I in, mostly enjoy. I don't enjoy... I enjoy some trip hop. Okay. I don't enjoy electronica for the most part. Okay. I tend to. Enjoy I wish that. I did because yeah. my friend Michael Squire enjoys it a great deal. He smokes a little more pot than I do, which is none. It, well, uh, it helps when you're enjoying electronic music. Yes. And, uh, and I, and almost everything that's a makes me want to cut myself. So dubstep. Every once in a while it'll get me, but for the most part, and I was a big music nerd uh, in like middle school and and high school. That was like it was like mid nineties, and I was okay into, like, that whole like grunge era kind of okay. like, rock. Maybe like, maybe that's what she's into. Maybe so. And I, was, I like, own that Nirvana album. I go. own pretty much one album of every band. Okay. I own Granddaddy. What from two thousand three? Uh, I own you know whatever. <laughs> I own the uh, Hold Steady. Hold Steady. Uh-huh. Okay. I've got uh, Arctic Fire. Oh, there we Arcade go. Fire. Arcade Fire and Arctic Monkeys. Arctic. I have one of each of those. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I also have Arctic Fire, which is a new <laughs> band I just made up. It would be so, a fun super group for them to make. Yeah. It would be. That would I, be. I lost my, I was really into music. And then around the time that I moved to New York, I realized just the depths of what I didn't know. And it horrified me so much that it scared me away from music. And then through Jonah, uh, yeah. Jonah Ray, who hosts the Meltdown with, with Kamal, and I was also one of my best friends, is so into music and he's also very accessible. So he and I, like, he'll email me, like, these are great albums. You should, here's a couple you should get. They just came out. Right. And you give him, me, I've gotten back in. Yes. Yeah. And, and I've, and I've said this before. I said, you want to send me a compilation? Not more than eight songs. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, Murray Valeriano set, gave me a stick with 500 songs on it. I was like, you're, I'm done. Yeah. I will never listen to one of them. It's kind of overwhelming. It's overwhelming. Yeah. And I, it's not, He's just, he just knows so much more than I do. But Zach Sherwin, uh, MC Mr. Mm -hmm. Napkins, uh, he sent me a couple of hip hop albums, including that new Eminem album that I'm thoroughly enjoying. Well, that's good. I was like, when, I like when, you have to do it in small doses. It's definitely. Yeah. I've had definitely roommates as an adult that we've shared iTunes with each other. Yeah. And that's why I have like Divine put, you remember Divine? Yeah. Divine put out an album, at least one. I own one album that she puts out because (laughs) of my roommate. And when it comes up, it's always, there's an alphabet rap. I listen to the alphabet rap by yeah. divine. It is the silliest, weirdest. Super fun. It's super fun. And it's All right. like, who let you do this? Right? <laughs> who let you do this? I love divine endlessly. <laughs> who let you do this? What's happening? Uh, it's a great one. Now here's, uh, usually ask, uh, what you're reading. Any, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you, you got a couple I'm of books couple for the things. people? I, uh, I read a lot. So I'm trying to think of the, the, how about nonfiction? You got anything in nonfiction you've read recently Actually, that you enjoyed? Sticking- oh, I just read, um, Oh God, I think it's called Pilgrim, Pilgrim Madness. Oh, I think it's called Pilgrim Madness. We can clarify that. It's, okay. it's a uh, nonfiction book about, uh, this family that became very religious, uh, and showed up in the Alaskan wilderness and decided that they were going to make a homestead there. And everybody was like, great. We love you. We love what you're doing. The kids could like sing. They had like a partridge family thing going yeah. on. <laughs> and then they started challenging. They started building on, uh, government parkland. And so, the government had this like handshake agreement with all the locals. Like if you're not messing with the land too much, of course, be on the land. It's totally fine with us. Right. And then this family, the pilgrims, they call themselves, started pushing those boundaries and were like bulldozing stuff and setting up donkey tours of like their area. And so then they, they kind of made the government have to step in. And then everybody was like, did they ruin it for everyone? 
They ruined it for everyone. And then it turns out that the <laughs> guy cool. that all these people had been like behind, and I don't want to ruin it in case you read the book, turned out to be kind of a monster in a million different ways. Okay. So really, really fascinating, like government versus like local. People with a dream. Yeah, showdown. And then the dream just oh, gets dream taken deferred. advantage. So that's a good nonfiction book I've read recently. And right now I'm reading these, um, this series of books called the, the it's called The Shades of London are the, uh, there's two of them so far. Maureen Johnson wrote them. Okay. And, uh, it's about a young girl who grew up in Louisiana, goes to like a boarding school in London and discovers she has these weird powers. And, and the first one, there's oh. like a Jack the Ripper, uh, sure. Copycat that's okay. happening in modern times. That's the first one. I don't want to so ruin it. So mystery. Mystery. Maureen also, Johnson. She has such a great voice. The voice of the narrator is like a girl you want to hang out with. She's like a kind of like funny, silly yeah. teenage girl, but she's also in the midst of all this like weird murder What's shit. What's the name of the first one? Uh, the, the first one is called, uh, The Name of the Star. Okay. Colon, The Shades of London. And then okay. the second one, which I'm just started, is something, 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 The Shades of London. So look for The Shades of London. All right. Yeah. Uh, I just finished, uh, The Last Policeman. Oh, which, uh, yeah. is essentially, it's, it was recommended in Seattle at the bookstore there, Elliot something. Uh, was the name of the bookstore and, uh. Elliot <laughs> is the name of the bookstore. Yeah. Oh, cool. And, um, the, uh, the last policeman, it's essentially a meteorite is, is heading towards Earth. Ooh. And we know that it will, um, essentially destroy most of life on Earth. Ooh. So it's, uh, we, everyone knows that six months it's going to happen. And so suicide is up. Yeah. And, uh, people are done. And there's one guy who's like, no, I just made detective. And so <laughs> he just wants to do his work. And he, yeah. there's a murder that looks like a suicide that he's like, no, this is a murder. And, um, no one cares. Yeah. Why would they care? No one cares. Everyone's, uh, just essentially looking for drugs Yeah, and, uh, and, and, and a way to wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, uh, um, it was fascinating, quite honestly. Wow. That sounds really and then cool. I finished furious, cool. The biography of Richard Pryor, oh, which was, good? Uh, again, fascinating and, and inspirational and that guy was a mess. And, yeah. uh, but he was, his standup was the, the, st- cause I've never, I've never owned any of his albums or oh, see yeah. any of his specials. I do, I'm in the part of show business that doesn't know who anyone is. I got it. And, uh, so, and we never did when I was a kid, we never listened to standup. So, and since then, I've been watching live comics standing in front of me. <laughs> so I haven't really gone and done any gone back into the research. Yeah. He had one special that I watched when I was younger that I, like kind of blew me away. It sounded amazing. Was it around a building when you were on cocaine? What he taught, has a bit about what it's like to be on cocaine. And yeah. It's amazing. And then I took, Eddie Murphy raw to a, um, summer. Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) I saw, well, I, you know, like I've seen Bill Cosby now twice live and it was amazing, but I've never heard himself. Oh my God. Right. That album. So good. That's mind boggling. Yes. Good. I know. I, I got got a lot of things. I'm only on season one of Dr. Who (laughs) anyway. So uh, I don't even, let's not even (laughs) You have things ahead of you, Jackie. Exactly. (laughs) So Emily Gordon of the Indoor Kids podcast, mm-hmm. you can tune into that on the iTunes or probably the IndoorKids.com. No, not at all. Oh, uh, you interesting. Can it's a, we have we don't have we have a merch page, but we are housed at Nerdist.com. So you can look for us every Monday at Nerdist.com. Oh, there you go. Nerd, mm-hmm. Oh, it's one of the yeah, of course it is. Mm-hmm. And then uh, so and then Meltdown Show is live stand up comedy mm-hmm. um, on Wednesday night every at Wednesday. Meltdown Comics. And the television version is coming to Comedy Central. I know. At some point uh, late summer. Look for that. We've already talked about how. I am available because I need $500 as much as the next comic <laughs> comedy central. <It's> anyway, <laughs> so, <laughs> but the, uh, and then, uh, your Tumblr, which mm-hmm. is a little more serious, but also funny and fun about, uh, uh, psychology kind of stuff. Yeah. And, uh, Emily V Gordon dot 
Tumblr.com. Tumblr.com. Thank it. you so much for being on the Thank show. Thank you. Yay fun. for breakfast. <laughs> Take care out there, Rangers. <laughs> All right. That was great. Thanks so much for listening to the show, you guys. Uh, the bonus content, which is Andy and I discussing the show, uh, is available on the apps, the Libsyn sold apps. For some reason, Libsyn is also just posting it for free, so you don't have to buy the app. You can just go to tdf.libsyn.com if you're just downloading it to your iTunes and putting it on some other app to listen to all of the different podcasts that you listen to. So if you want to listen to the bonus content, just go to tdf.libsyn.com, or you can buy the app if you want. And uh, you can also just go to iTunes, by the way, and review the show. iTunes supposedly cares about that, so if you're enjoying the show, and I read them. And that's great. And if you ever want to email me, Jackie at JackieCation.com. The credits, of course. Patrick Brady's going to fix this audio. Thank you, Patrick. Uh, Mike Rickberg composed and sang the intro song. He's going to sing the Mexican hat dance right here in a moment. And Vilmos fixes the website, JackieCation.com, where, by the way, there is a donation button, JackieCation.com and DorkForest.com. Feel free to donate. I'd love everyone to give me a 100 bucks a year. That is $8.33 a month. I have not figured out a way to make that easy for you. You would have to remember that. Or you can just throw me some money. If you don't have any money, uh, that's fine as well. But feel free to talk up the show. And if you would like merch, if you'd like a, a Dork Forest t-shirt or a CD of my stand-up comedy or would like to know where I'm doing stand-up, go to JackieCation.com and hook yourself up. There's also an Amazon banner. If you want to, or if you ever order from Amazon, and we all do, go through JackieCation.com and the Amazon banner. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. See you next week. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. Thank we you. Why don't we just call that as the end of the show?